This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fightful.com NXT TakeOver Portland Post Show right here on Fightful.com, if you want to imagine that. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes sitting in for Sean Ross Sapp, who is going to be at that uh, at the media call with Triple H. So in the meantime, I'm holding the fort together here this evening. With This evening that is brought to you by FightfulSelect.com, which is Fightful's premium service for all sorts of extra fantastic content that you can't get on the main site, that you just can't. You, you can try as much as you can, but all this extra content is available to FightfulSelect.com. Dot com members, it is the best tip-top way to show support for everything that we do here at Fightful. And when I say that you get extra content, you get a whole bunch of extra stuff. You have uh, Sean, who does a weekly backstage uh, podcast. Uh, there's Steven Jensen, who does The Weekender. There's Q&A session. Sean did one this week, or uh, the, the most recent one anyway. I don't know if it was this week, but 150 questions. You can ask Sean as many questions as you like because, because you're a Fightful Select member. That so you can do whatever you want then, and then you also have my 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 co-host, my pal, my chum, Alex Palowski, who does his weekly sour graps reviews of WWE programming. The only review which is branded and completely accepts the fact that it is entirely negative. You know, it's in, it's entirely honest. Negative. It, I am I am always honest in my assessment. What I see is usually utter dog crap, so I say that. Um, but when it's good, I say it's good. It's just not usually good. Well, Eddie, look, I, <laughs> that's a very roundabout way, but I appreciate it. Thank you, yeah, Alex. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want people saying I'm biased. Oh no, hell no. I mean, I, I am, but I don't want them. <laughs> but you to don't say want, it. but you don't want people to say it. They can... I don't want people saying no. it. That would be that would just be gauche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and well, there we go. But tonight, I don't think we're going to. I think we are going to be honest, Alex, in our appreciation of NXT Takeover Portland this evening. Yes, because it yes. was, by God, it was a good one, Alex. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> so, so good. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a I, 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 I have, I have so many things to say, but for now I'll just say it was so, so good. Oh, hey, you know what? If, uh, by the way, you know, if you uh, if you feel like it as well, uh, you can drop us a super chat here live and I will read your statement, comment, question live on air, such as Michael Morgan right now, who gave us a super chat. Thank you very much, Michael. He says, amazing show. Top five takeover of all time, he asks. Hey, it's uh, it's got to be up there because there was really nothing rotten on the show tonight. And no. it felt up to form. Uh, it's up there for sure. What do you think? 
I, I, I would say it has to be. But if you made me go through all the takeovers for the last few years, since NXT became like this version of NXT, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe go through all those takeovers, I might find five that were better than this one. That seems impossible. <laughs> But that's how good NXT takeovers have always been. Um, but but for me, like, you know, prisoner of the moment, that's the best damn wrestling show I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, DJ Cass left, the, left, of, left up, up, up. J, DJ Cass left us a super chat as well. It says Gargano and Ciampa is the modern day version of Triple H versus Michaels. Uh, it is up there, right? And we're we're gonna talk about it a little later. We'll we're definitely it, yeah. gonna talk about it a little later. But it is uh, it. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it a little later because <laughs> we we've got a lot to unpack there. Yes. Uh, where's my title? Left us a super chat as well, saying Bianca is a star, and we're gonna talk about that as well. But I, you know, mm-hmm. Alex and I can just sit here and both nod in agreement because yes. because she is she is we've we've known it for a long time. There's a lot of people who are coming around to it. Yeah, better yep. better late than never. You can put you can put star in all caps and seventy two point font, and you might still be underselling it. <laughs> That's how much of a star She's she fantastic. is. Fantastic, but yeah. Uh, and Aaron J's fan left us a super chat as well. Is Sam Roberts the biggest heel panelist in NXT? Let's talk about let's talk about the the the, the pre show. I don't know if you got a chance to catch it. Where we had uh, where our panelists were, Sam Roberts and Mansoor, who was yep. there uh, all dressed in violet and purple and looked like a million bucks. Where um, mm. where Sam Roberts? Look, I'm gonna uh, we're just gonna go right to it. It was a you know the pre-show was what it was. Sam Roberts as the heel is not working. It ain't it. It's not doing it well, for me. He, he well, wants to be he wants to be the Bobby Heenan. Now remember. Was it last year, Alex, when Rosenberg tried to do the same thing? He even had a jacket made, you know, what Bobby Heenan's jacket that had his initials embroidered on it. He did the same thing with his, and he tried to lean into it, and he got bounced. Sam Roberts may try to stand there and cut you people promos while he's trying to do the broadcasting. It's not going to work. It's not going to get over and regardless of whether you like him or not or whether he's he's good at it or not, we had Heenan, Ventura. They were heels already established in the product that transitioned over so their personalities and their characters maintained. Uh, right now, uh, Sam Roberts feels like he's trying too hard, Alex. Uh, oh, yeah, he's trying. He's a, he's a try hard. He's the definition of a tryhard. Um, it, it's uh, yeah, it's bad. Um, I, I think the, the main reason is because like he's he's he takes himself too seriously mm-hmm. about it. You know, like like there's ways of taking yourself seriously as a bit. Um, like he, he, that's the joke that he takes himself too seriously. Like, but like I'll never forget stuff like Bobby Heenan mouthing off about you know, the baby face. The baby face walks in behind him. Um, to, the, to the announce booth, and he climbs over it to run away, like he's just like like he's he's so frightened of of you know the guy show up behind him that he has sure. to run away. Like that's not Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts would be like, well, what do you mean? I'm going to stay in an interview because I'm a serious journalist as well as being an irreparable douche. 
Like that's like I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't understand it. And the fact that like it was just it's just like, um, who's the heel in the match? Um, well, then then Sam Roberts uh, loves that person. Who's the babyface in the match? Then Sam Roberts hates that person. There's no nuance yeah. whatsoever. It's like, and also you could also dial your hate, you know, between one and ten. His is like crank to All eleven. Love for the heel, crank to eleven. I hate for the baby face, crank to eleven all the time. And Mansoor is there, and listen, like this is this was the beginning of Portland crowd doing me proud. I'm an Oregon boy, born and raised before I moved to Wisconsin, so I know that there's a lot of rabid sports entertainment fans in the Pacific Northwest, and their their whole bit of like booing anytime Sam said anything, <laughs> and just for the contrast. Cheering anytime Mansoor said something was great. I did. I didn't appreciate they had a living, breathing infomercial for Sands of Time just standing right there next to Sam Roberts the entire time. That was that nice said. Mansoor has a lot of charisma. He has a lot of personality. He does and, and does. was able to to carry his own. You know, you could tell he. It's the first time he did it, so it's a little rough around the edges. But it was nothing. It was nothing disastrous. I'd take him again on another pre-show. In a heartbeat, that guy has a good future. He has a brain for the business. He really, really does. Kevin Langhoff says, here's 10 bucks. Just because the show was amazing. Love so much. Browser weights, baby. Can't uh, can't argue with that. Throwback is throwing back again at us with a very generous super chat. Thank you very much. He says, with Finn winning tonight against Johnny Wrestling, do you think it's time for Finn to set his sights on a title match at TakeOver Tampa, 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 Tampa against either Keith Lee or Adam Cole? Lee was in Super Saiyan God form to win tonight. Wow, what a show. Thank you again. Throwback. Alex, I'll let you field this one. What do you think? Is it is it time for Finn to go for a title? Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, the, the only other option, I think, is... Um, when Velveteen is done with Roddy, he's got to have somebody to work. And I think a, a Finn Balor, like so serious and angry Finn Balor, uh, would look great on a pair of uh, Velveteen Dream Tights. So I think that's certainly an option they could have to, to move forward. Or Finn versus versus Keith sure. Lee, further elevating that title as, some, as a part of uh, NXT. I think what they're doing, because they, they obviously always wanted to run Champa, Gargano, and a third guy. They always wanted to do it, but then Aleister Black got hurt. So I think they're going to run that match finally, but with Adam Cole being the third guy. I think that's what they're eventually going to do. Uh, so while I think Finn, I hope he stays in NXT, this is the best he's ever been. I don't think he's next in line for that top title shot right now. Anakin leaves us a super chat and says, who does Cole face in Tampa now? We'll get to some speculation later, a little later on, but thank you for the super chat. All right, let's start talking about this card now, man. Opened up strong. I it was I thought it was a very ballsy move. Where Keith Lee, North American NXT North American champion, successfully retained his title against Donovan Dijakovic. Dijakovic, Dijak. Uh, Dijak mm-hmm. clotheslines Lee early on and knows. They know they start no selling stuff, and Lee eventually Hurricane Ron is him. And the first part of this match actually was how can Dijak get the upper hand on Keith Lee? 
He the shoulder blocks are no use. He tosses Lee to the floor. He tries to uh to do a spinning tope, but Lee just catches him. Uh there's uh, there's they, there's a corkscrew moon salt a moon salt as well. Uh they go strong style on each other until they take each other down. There's 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 a second rope uh there's a second rope feast your eyes. That was amazing, and I was terrified that the buckles were the turnbuckles were all going to snap under that weight, but they didn't. But it wasn't enough to put Keith Lee away. The springboard swanton to Keith Lee, who was sitting on a chair between commentary table between the both commentary tables. Alex was, I believe, spot of the night. That was absurd. You kind of feel like Dijak would have liked to get a little more distance on it. But by God, that was something to behold. Uh, yeah, all of this match was was worthy of being beholden. Like this was this was so great. And and listen, if you're gonna do the curtain jerker Haas battle, it better be these sure. dudes, like who just who bring everybody up out of their seat. My favorite takeover tradition, and it's been this way since you know again the the modern Time era of NXT. Yes. Um, is the curtain jerker match where where the dudes say, oh, we're going on first? Okay, game on. And they always put in their absolute best effort so they can come back through the curtain and say to everybody in the back, follow that, motherfuckers. (laughs) Like, every single time, that's the match that everybody has to try and beat. Like, and everyone's like, I don't know how they're going to follow this. And yet, somehow, every time, somebody follows it. Maybe not the match immediately mm-hmm. following it, but like some some other match somehow surpasses it. And like it's it's amazing to me, or at least is it close to be its equal? I, I like this these guys. Obviously, Keith Lee and Dijek said, "Well, okay, they're putting the big boys in the first the first match. Let's break the ring before <laughs> everybody else gets to use it." Like, oh, it was so good, so the, good. Um, Lee Keith Lee reverses out. Uh, of a of a choke slam and into a spirit bomb, but Dijak gets right back up. There's a second nice. spirit bomb that happens where we all think the match is done, but nope. There's even an avalanche Spanish fly before we get to the ending. Don Dijak is six foot seven. He should not yep. be anyway. <laughs> he tries to lift Keith Lee. I mean, what's the point? There's <laughs> I love like he's like. Daddy Jack is six foot seven. He should not be. And any way you finish that sentence is exactly. True. Um, he tries to lift Lee up, but he can't. And uh, the Big Bang finally puts Dijak away. Lee retains. This was this was your big man spot fest, but there was yeah. just enough psychology to it to make it interesting. To not just be like a series of big moves, like you're spamming the like you're spamming the strong moves playing two K. Uh, this was a great opener, and the Portland crowd was straight into it, Alex. Yeah, every th- the, yeah, the Portland crowd cannot cannot be said enough how great the Portland crowd was the entire night. Um, I will say this: I loved the idea that um, Dijakovic might have won this thing, but every single move that um, that he is able to hit on Keith Lee to put him in position to win further. Uh, exacerbates all the damage he's taking to his core. Like a, like an avalanche Spanish fly 
doesn't feel good when you land. Like that also mm-hmm. hurts. And so like his, his uh, everything, all his spine has just been sure. rattled for the entire match. And finally he wants to get him up for feast your eyes and he can't. So he falls back down. But Keith Lee, Keith Lee's got, you know, 60 pounds on a 270 pound guy. So he's able to lift Dijak with le- with relative ease for his finishing move, that awesome like Death Valley Driver into a jackhammer. And I loved the ending. I loved that it was, it, this, this easily could have been a return to their beef from before, but I love that that's been squashed. Mm-hmm. And now these two dudes are, are friends. And that was an amazing gesture for Keith Lee to help up and, and like give him a spotlight, raise his hand saying like, and they were chanting both these guys this was an amazing, amazing opener, an amazing match. Uh, like Keith Lee is absolutely right for this for this spot, and I can't wait to see where Dijak goes from here. Like, uh, you could convince me that guy belongs on a, on the main roster, where he could he could easily be chucking dudes around sure. that ring and 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 be a star up there as well. They have. I'm I'm really glad it was a good match. I'm ready for both of them to move on from each other, though. I'm and I'm ready yeah. for Dijak to get some proper shine. And really, really get some 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 dudes to beat up. Charlie Wolf left us a super chat. Says take over Tiampa. Oh, I I see what you did there. Mm. And he left us another super chat. Um, by the way, thank you for both. I think they can work Gargano Champa all the way to the SummerSlam takeover if they don't run the three way. That's an interesting. Uh, th- that's a very interesting concept right there. Mm. Um. A lot of people talking about the main event already because it is what it was. <laughs> Fresh in our minds. Anakin, yeah. uh, Anakin left us a super chat saying, "Anyone else think impact sounds on the mat were loud? Cold Champa in particular, like they put mics under the ring. Um, maybe it's because I'm used to listening to a little more independent wrestling or like NWA, but the WWE rings are really, really silent compared to a lot mm. of um, a lot of other places." Dakota Kai defeated Tegan Knox in a street fight that started off with an ambush during Tegan Knox's entrance, which I think was the perfect way to start this one off. Knox spears uh, Kai through a barricade as they're brawling uh, around uh, into in the audience and around the ring. Uh, they finally hit the ring to start the match, and Kai goes for the toys early on with a cricket bat, which he smashes across the post. I could not have felt good on her in her hands that her arms probably tingled for a while. There's a diving cross body off the stairs, uh, from, uh, from Knox. Uh, she covers Kai with a trash can at some point, And I think she wanted to hit some sort of senton. I think she, she sort of slipped and I'm not quite sure what the spot was supposed to be, but I'm, yeah, she, I kind of feel she could have gone in with a shining wizard or a kick or a drop kick and would have been better than, mm-hmm. than a senton. There's a German suplex on the trash can that uh, Kai took at the very tippy top of her shoulders. Uh, the chiropractor connects, but Kai can't put uh, Knox away. There's a molly go round by Tegan Knox. And then at some point, uh, uh, Dakota Kai channels her inner Toruyano and tapes Tegan Knox to the post and kicks her twice, second time so hard, tears the tape off. Knox hits the ground. Knox gets her back into the ring, unfastens the knee brace, places a chair on it to stomp it, hits the shiniest wizard, but she's not done, Alex. She goes to the top rope. Well, she brings the table in, first and foremost. 
She puts Dakota Kai on the table, goes to the top rope, and then out of nowhere, the woman we once knew as Reina Gonzalez, now known as Raquel Gonzalez, runs in and just double choke slams Tegan Knox off the top rope through the table, which allows Kai to get the sneaky pinfall victory here. Uh, a lot of stuff to unpack here. First and foremost, I thought this was a really strong match from both these women, Alex. Yeah, I thought when I heard when I when I heard they were gonna uh, let's do uh, next is next up, following that match between Keith Lee and Dijak. Next up is uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. I was like, oh, what monster did this to those women? To make them follow that, that's a death slot. And to, to their credit, they were fantastic. It was everything that it that it that it needed to be. Uh, it was vicious. A lot of great spots. A lot of in- ingenuity. Listen, you can only see so many of these. At least I can see only so many of these matches before you realize um, every spot I've seen before. And there were some spots that I was like, I I not I have not thought of using that mm-hmm. in that way. Um, a uh, total amateur move by Dakota Kai only wrapping the tape around her wrist once. Like, you got the whole roll of tape there. Like, come on, just, just let's keep I going. Don't, yeah, I Otherwise, don't think WWE's on a budget. I mean, come on, you, you could use that entire roll mm-hmm. of duct tape. Uh, really, I mean, they're not that expensive. <laughs> um, but he only, she only wraps it once, which is why the thing rips. Um, the one match, the one move I, I, really, I really wanted to see, actually, which is kind of creepy that I wanted to see it, uh, didn't actually connect, which was when... Uh, Knox put uh, Dakota's head in the chair and then was going to like run and PK it while it was still in mm-hmm. the chair. But uh, Dakota Kai got out of the way. Um, I was like, I wonder what that would have looked like, like how you would like how you would have fallen, like what that would have would have done. But whatever. Um, I, I was watching this going like, man, Tegan Knox, it's cruel what has happened to her injury wise mm-hmm. because she could should be so much further along as a star in NXT. Um, and she's got a lot of potential to be a, a really, really great worker for them. Um, and and any, and if she got moved to you know over to, to Raw or SmackDown in the future, she's really, really great. Dakota Kai is also great, but I've seen more of her than I've seen of Tegan Knox, especially in NXT. And so I was like, man, I, I hope she stays healthy and all this stuff. And it'll be it's going to be so great when she wins this match and can move on from this feud, so she can be taken seriously as a potential challenger to Rhea Ripley. Oh no! Wait, and they did it in a way that that always makes me go. I know, I know. You think it creates doubt or mystery, but Dakota Kai not knowing why Gonzalez is out there to help yeah. her, it, it creates like weird. Like then, then why did she? Um, I guess we're gonna find out later. Like you know, like that's the that's the point. We're supposed to ask the question, but it just makes the ending weirder. Mm-hmm. Like, if Dakota Kai and her were in cahoots, we'd be like, oh, that dastardly Dakota Kai, she got herself a diesel who's going to, like, you know, that's going to be her, her heater the whole time. And, like, that, now we know. There's no reason why a giant woman would decide, I like you, Dakota Kai. Let's be friends. That doesn't make any sense. So, like, on the surface of it, it's patently absurd. Also absurd, why the hell would you change Reina Gonzalez to Raquel Gonzalez. Like, why would like you? Sorry, go ahead. But I mean, like, but I mean, like, like Reina Gonzalez. I, is that her real name? Because if it is, that's why they changed it because they want to make sure they can copyright it. 
But if Reyna Gonzalez, yeah, number one, it 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 scans better. It just flows. Reyna Gonzalez, Raquel Gonzalez is mm -hmm. weird. But Reyna means queen. Mm -hmm. Raquel means Rachel. Yep. Like, no, no, no. No, queen is much better. Um, also, the last time I saw uh, Reyna Gonzalez, she was wearing, like, assless there chaps. There you go. For tights. And that was not a good look. This is much oh, better. Oh, you like this better. Oh, much better than the assless See, no, chaps. no, yes, no. Yes. See, uh, I tend to, I wholeheartedly disagree. She came in All right. with jeans, the assless chaps. She had a bull rope. Like, she, she was the female Stan Hansen. I looked at her and I was like, man, <laughs> I can buy into her. This is fantastic. And, Alex, uh, you remember they had her and Rhea Ripley as a tag team on the live circuit last year. And we were begging for them to do something with this. Now yeah. she comes out. She kind of looks like a, like a, like the basic female creative character in, uh, in a game. And it's, uh, I feel like they took a lot of the personality away from her straight off the bat. And you know how WWE is with names Raquel. They already have Rachel Evans, right? Rachel Ellering uh, in, in the PC. So what's anyway, look, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But yeah. clearly Kai has some has some muscle now. I think it's interesting. It'll keep it'll keep things flowing. It works with her heel character. I mean, their 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 problem has always been in the in the in the NXT Women's division, there's too much. Too much of a good thing. So many women and don't don't have enough to do. So their response to, well, Shayna's moved on, she's gonna be on Raw now, presumably. Um so great. One less woman in this giant monolith of so many women their response is let's add a woman to replace Shayna." i was like no no we we need to whittle this down to a manageable group size uh but they're like no just more adding more more is good finn balor defeated johnny gargano in your boy's honest opinion being the match of the night i liked i love this so damn much it was a wrestling match for wrestling fans. There was a slow calculating start by both guys. I love the spot where uh, where Finn Balor has Gargano in a head scissor submission. And he starts doing push-ups. It was so, so good. And Alex, I know you want to talk about this. And I'm going to open the floor for you straight out of the gates here. But just in that moment alone, Finn Balor has shown oodles of personality more than he ever did on his main roster run just by doing well, a couple of push-ups well i mean just i mean just that but yeah the the he's he's so much more uh charismatic and just fun to watch as a bad guy you know like like the guy who like the guy who comes out he's wearing a leather jacket and he pops the collar and he's got the abs and he smiles, eh, that guy's boring. But the guy who does all that and frowns, like, what's your problem, dude? Why, why don't you, don't you see like, oh man, this guy's really pissed off about something. I should, I should find out what that is. That's much more intriguing to me than like, everybody look at me, I smile as I pop my collar on my leather jacket. Have you seen my apps? <laughs> I mean, that, that guy, I don't know. I'm a, I mean, you know yeah. what? I, I, um, I might do that too. You know, if I had abs to show yeah, up. Yeah, there's, there's the old, there's the old, there's the old, uh, the old uh, cliche. As uh, I, uh, I went, I went to a, a hockey match and a fight broke out. I went to a fight and a hockey match broke out. 
This was basically going to an ab contest, and all of a sudden they started fighting. Because Gargano was, you could tell Gargano got in a few extra crunches today to make sure he at least measured up to, to Finn Balor. Um, yeah, this this was this was everything was. I thought this was going to be a relatively quick win for Finn Balor, extending the feud. Like uh, I thought that was that was going to be like, oh, Gar- Gargano came in thinking it was old Finn Balor, and it was not old Finn Balor. This is new Finn Balor. So then Johnny gets an extra match, and then now he's he's prepared for it. That's not obviously not what they're doing at all. But I loved the, that Johnny was like, I'm giving him everything I got, and Finn Balor's like, hey, yes, thank you for that. I'm going to give you everything I got, and my everything I got is a little bit better than everything you got. And I think that's a really great way to tell this story of the, that Balor is just this Balor, mm-hmm. this Balor with a fire under him is a little bit better than Johnny Gargano. Who's not quite at the, at the height of his unkillable. I can kick out of anything. You'll never put me away. Johnny Gargano, the guy from a year ago. Plus it's a, it's a, it's a different thing, but uh, uh, so such great in ring storytelling um, I, I loved all all of this, and then for finally for for Finn to put him away in a really brutal mm-hmm. manner, in that he got every ounce of his 170 pounds into that uh, that stomp off the top rope, and then vicious uh, 1916, and then stepping over the the fallen uh, Johnny after the match was wonderfully disrespectful. I thought this was all really really great, and. It leads into a theory I have about the whole thing, uh, which will tie into the finish of the entire night, which I'll bring up. Okay. The but yeah, the, I, this as far as the story of this match goes, it was amazing because it did start off very technical, and then at some point they just start striking each other and it became a fight, and then it went back to being technical. When's the last time we saw Finn Balor with such a fantastic ground game when he started working Johnny Gargano's knees? manipulating the knee, getting into an Indian deathlock. I don't remember Finn having such a fantastic ground game because it's been so long since we've actually seen him wrestle properly. There was this great combination where uh, se- sequence where there's a, uh, where Balor hits a kick, Gargano hits an enziguri, then, then, and then uh, Balor follow, follows it up with the Pele kick, but Gargano falls on top of Finn for the two count. I really like that. Uh, and they just fought all over the place. They fought into uh, onto the floor as well. Uh, Finn flapjacks Gargano onto the 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 table, the commentary table at some point. Then runs from one commentary table to the another to hit a shotgun drop kick that sends Johnny flying off into the barricade. And that was the beginning of the end, like you said. That vicious. Coup de Grasse and the 1916 still setting still part of the story that they were telling moving into this that the that the drop kick into the barricade is kind of kryptonite for for Johnny Gargano that was something that he tried to to avoid and it set up the end for Gargano again here and like you said I love the fact that he was standing over Gargano and just pointing at him and I loved it I love the psychology through it out and as Finn was leaving. What did he do? Started running off his hit list. Everyone he's taken uh-huh. out. Riddle, Dragunov, Gargano. You hear those words, Alex. You're like, man, give this guy a title shot. Sure. 
uh, speaking of title shots, <laughs> Rhea Ripley successfully defended the NXT Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Now, just to clarify, er, uh, during the media call last week, Triple H did say they never intended to remove women's from here, uh, from the, from the title. He he said that it was uh, that it was the internet going into business for itself essentially, but there was there was no plans to just remove women's from their titles. However, they did spend an entire show. They, they 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 should have told that to their graphics department, which absolutely removed the women's from the from the NXT champion Rhea Ripley. I remember, I and, saw it. I'm sure you went back and edited that out of those oh, episodes. They'll, they'll but, fix that on the but, network. Uh, they'll yeah. fix it. They'll, they'll fix it in post. It's fine. <laughs> Bianca came out uh, dressed as Cleopatra, which is which was fantastic and. Uh, Black history in the making on that robe was really, was really perfect. nice. Uh, Rhea Ripley starts off with a pair of with a pair of rainmakers and a drop kick that sent Bianca flying, a cravat and a standing moonsault. And I'm sure Sean Ross Sapp was getting all sweaty when he started seeing the cravats in this match. There's a suplex jackhammer thing that I think we're gonna call a a fall uh, a falling suplex I'm not quite sure what it was but what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell wherever and whatever you're selling shopify's got you covered Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, hey, just a small nitpick there. Uh, uh, Rhea gets some some knee strikes in and a nice hesitation, 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 excuse me, just like I'm hesitating trying to speak the English language here tonight. Hesitation basement dropkick onto Bianca as well. She uh, goes for the standing cloverleaf and she starts slapping Bianca on the butt. And there's a big spine buster by uh, by Bianca as well. And then they, Rhea Ripley is sitting up on the top on the top rope, Alex, and they just start slapping each other. But mm. just like these, just like just like my mother used to. No, my mother never never do that. But you know what I mean. Just, just open hand slaps across the face that ends with a hair whip that just completely, completely annihilated uh, Rhea. Just enough to get a big gorilla press by Bianca. That was some impressive stuff. Oh, man. Bianca Belair is, again, she's a 72-point font, um, all caps, star. Um, She's so charismatic. Um, and you know, she's, she's, again, you put her in the, in front of the right people, she's going to, she's going to catch fire, uh, and, and become, and become a sensation that they won't even know how to handle, I think. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Rhea in her own right is an, is an, is amazing. Um, and so like, I'm watching this match 
and it was about 65% of the way through it when I actually like, like form like, Oh, these are the two, my two favorite women in, in wrestling. <laughs> like these are the, these are, these are, these are, these are there. this is them. Like, I, I, I like the four horsemen. I, there's a lot of other like women I really, really enjoy watching, but these are them. My, my two favorite. Absolutely. And, and so I was watching, like, I don't think there's a bad way for this match to end. I was wrong. But at the time I was like, these two women are, are amazing. And, and like, they, they are, they absolutely are and need to be the future of this company mm-hmm. in, in terms of women's wrestling. Um, and I think there's certainly still a chance for that. But uh, but this match certainly delivered to what it was. There's a, there was a chance of because we all kind of figured at one point it was a foregone conclusion Rhea was going to win and they were going to you know keep pushing her and everything and then Bianca you know fades to the back again. But I was like, no no no, there's still there's a chance here that both women can come out looking great and 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 be pushed on to, to greater things. TBD on whether or not that's going to happen, but. Um, but it was, certainly was an amazing match. This was the only match in the card that I thought had a good three or four minutes left in it when they when they decided to well, finish it. I thought there was a lot of good stuff let's, left. Uh, let's to do. talk about the finish because it it is the bit of a, a bit of a damper on it to be if we're being completely honest with each other. Uh, Bianca's up on the second rope. She uh, she gets arm tugged so that her head bounces off the tub t- the top turnbuckle essentially, and you just. Lifts her on her shoulders and hits a uh, hits the riptide from there, and it really came out of nowhere. I think every caught caught me by surprise, caught a lot of people by surprise. Uh, doesn't take any way anything away from the work in the match. I thought it was very solid. I thought it was a good good match. Um, I was really really glad that Rhea Ripley got a solid match here because um, uh, because I think she needed it. I do think she needed a little something to prove here. Being in a singles match, her last singles match was at Worlds Collide against Tony Storm, and it was not good. And I, I think it's just proof that she and Tony Storm should just never work together ever again. But coming back to this match here, uh, despite the oddball finish, we were not done because Charlotte Flair came out of nowhere and blindsided Rhea Ripley, accepts her challenge, saying, saying to uh, to the champ. I will see you at WrestleMania, but she's not done, Alex. Charlotte Flair steps out of the ring and attacks Bianca Belair. Ooh, I can taste the triple threat here, and it it, it tastes tasty. I can tell you that. Um, you uh might be able to taste it. I taste something else, and it doesn't taste as good. <laughs> um, I I taste I taste main roster booking. Um, I, I think that was just uh, a, a final screw you to Bianca. You decided to mouth off to the queen, and this is what I'm going to do to you because you're not good enough for me to even have a match with at WrestleMania. I would love to believe, and I hold out hope for a chance that there's going to be a triple threat or some some kind of thing. I think I think more likely we see a straight up Charlotte versus Bianca okay. match, um, uh, maybe even on NXT, um, where Bianca will lose again. Um, I hope they put that off till March, so at least she doesn't lose twice in giant uh, high-profile matches during Black History Month <laughs> with Black History in the making written on her damn robe. Mm-hmm. I hope they could at least put that off until March first. But um, I, I really want to believe that, they, that they're wise enough to realize that 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 Bianca needs to be needs needs a, a star-making position at Mania, 
Um, whatever whatever that may be, I think that the easiest way is to get her in a triple threat uh, with, with Rhea and Charlotte, which means that Charlotte doesn't have to lose in order to lose the match. By the way, if you put Charlotte and Rhea in a one-on-one match and Charlotte beats Rhea, I, 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 you're, it's unforgivable. So so figure out, like, that way you don't have to have Charlotte get pinned because I know you want to protect her. She's she's everybody's favorite little golden child. So this is the way of doing it, is keeping of keeping Bianca in that mm-hmm. as well. Um, somebody said, isn't it a little too early for Bianca to have a, a starring role at, at, at Mania? And I was like, well... She's going to be 31 the week after Mania, so I would argue it might be a little too late. Like, yeah. like she's 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 been ready. She's only been wrestling for four years. Look how good no, she is it. now. I don't I don't I don't like, think her age has a thing has has an issue. But it's more of a thing that she's been at this for a while and she's really good. And I think people are just coming around to her right now. Right. She's getting she's being put into high profile matches. And you know we we know the NXT audience isn't necessarily the main roster audience, so they're like, oh, who's who's she? Why is she why is she overstepping all of these other people? When in fact, eh, she she's had the credentials for a while. Um, uh, an out of left field um, hopefulness that I have uh, is that somehow she winds up in the women's elimination chamber sure. match. Doesn't have to win it. But she could have an amazing showing in there. Maybe be like, you know, in the, in the final three. If if they're not gonna put Sasha versus Bailey at WrestleMania for some reason, Bianca versus Bailey sounds great too. Like do that. Like that that gives Bianca her starting match. You don't have to worry about getting getting horning in on the Rhea and, and Charlotte thing. SmackDown could use Bianca Belair. That's for sure. Anakin left us a super chat. Plug for Fightful Select. Sean just posted audio of his thoughts on the whole takeover there. Oh, well, you could wait till we're done. <laughs> Zachary Schimmel left us a super chat as well. He says, who beats Keith Lee? I can't see anyone beating him. They're booking him really, really strong, Alex. It's 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 a tough one, but he's definitely being pushed as a monster star. I I, I, I don't think he should lose any time before the summer. Which is hard to find the right guys to pair him with if he's not going to be uh, thought of as a loser. But again, a Finn Balor versus Keith Lee, Keith Lee match is, is right there for the offing. Like that, that's that's amazing. Finn might say like, "Hey, I've already won the NXT title. I don't need to do. I didn't prove anything. I already won that. I haven't won this one though. Hey, big boy, I'm coming for your title, and I'm not scared of you. Like that's that's a story you could tell right sure. there. That's a lot of fun." Throwback left us another super chat says Warren stated odd pairing on his channel talking about uh, Riddle and Dunn and with uh, the Broser Waits winning aren't they a good similarity to the Rock and Sock connection with the promos and skit and in-ring talent that's actually a pretty good comparison because what made Rock and and Mankind work so well together was that that dichotomy that uh, uh, the the one goofier partner with the yeah. straight man, although you know, jeez, uh, uh... the rock, the rock, the rock was not Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn is not the rock. Pete Dunn is 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 a, is a straight face guy. Like the rock, at least was you know, uh, charismatic in a in a totally different way than than mankind was. But I I, I see your point. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think they caught lightning in a bottle with these two guys. I mean, who who knows what 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 they what they were predicting was going to happen? But these two guys. 
are so great together. By the way, little, little fun little tidbit from the pre-show. Remember how they got in the in the private plane and it took off on Wednesday? Um, in the the pre-show, they have a those the thing earlier today. The plane lands in Portland. I'm like, that's a long, that's a long flight. flight. That's a four day flight from Orlando to Portland. And somebody's like, well, they probably flew to uh, Connecticut first. <laughs> like, so they were sitting in the luggage hold of the, the, boot. Of the plane for four days in they Connecticut. Were in the boot. They were in the boot. Rex Josef Calmarin says, I want Bianca to, thank you for the super chat, by the way. I want Bianca to win the SmackDown women's title. My God, SmackDown could use her. Throwback lifts us another super chat. Thank you again, throwback. With Shayna on Raw, what do you think will happen to the other two horsewomen? Talking about Charlotte and Becky. Who is Rhea's next opponent at TakeOver Tampa if she does double duty? This is a good question, Alex. Uh, what will happen to the other two horsewomen on Raw? I think, I think, I think, I think he means, I think they mean uh, Jessamyn Duke and Maria Shafir. In, in, in which case I go, I don't care. Oh. Because like, like I was thinking, if if you want to actually figure out a way of of doing um, a, a, a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match, the problem with that is that two out of the four MMA horsewomen ain't ready for prime no. time. So I love the idea of Shayna and Ronda getting a couple of ringers, like that from elsewhere in the top echelon of um, of WWE women to fill in. Um, uh, like I think Ruby Riot is perfect. For, the, for for Ronda and Shayna's aesthetic, and I don't I don't know since since uh, Shayna is a vampire now, maybe Ember Moon is a werewolf. Maybe they could like be best buds. Yeah, I, you know you're going to trigger me into puns if you keep talking about this stuff. You know that's <laughs> going to happen. Um, and um, who's Rain, uh, Rhea's next opponent over at uh, Takeover Tampa? Will she do double duty? Do you think? I don't I don't know exactly how that's all going to work. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But then again, it didn't make a lot of sense to me that all those women were doing double duty with a War Games match the night before they had the Survivor Series thing. So I don't know. I think there's an opportunity to have a lot of awesome um, people who don't normally get a chance to work a sure. takeover. You do takeover Tampa because the top, top people are going to be wrestling the, the next night. So I think there's a lot of great opportunities to use the people that that don't necessarily get those takeover matches. To have, like you could anchor uh, Takeover Tampa with a Broserweights match, you know. Let's uh, speaking of of the Broserweights, they are the new NXT Tag Team Champions, having defeated the Undisputed Era. Um, <laughs> how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Alex is the is the new. Um, is the new Titus O'Neil sliding under the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble ring? Um, they had something that was cute, funny, and now they just the the whole th the T-shirts, the sing-along, uh, the unnecessary promo coming to the ring. It that this was the most main roster thing I have seen on mm -hmm. NXT in a long, long time. I didn't like it. I thought it's too much and it's shoving it down our throats. We all remember it. We all had fun with it. But then when you come back and you're like, hey, remember this funny thing? Remember mm -hmm. this? And then we'll yep. put it on a t-shirt and then we'll do a sing-along thing. And look, it's a fish. It's not a bouncing ball. It's a fish because Bobby Fish, mm -hmm. fried fish. It's funny, guys. Mm -hmm. Remember how funny it was? God, yep. I hate that stuff. And I, <laughs> it's it's a complete 
it, it's a complete flip to the skits that they were doing on on Wednesday, which were really good, which which, which had very uh, very credible humor. This this just wasn't it, and I just thought, ugh, what a way to start things well, off. The only thing that I that I liked about it is that it furthered the thing from earlier in the pre-show where they're like, "Wait, we smuggled, <laughs> we smuggled the trophy in the boot of the private plane. How did all, how did our golf cart get here?" And Matt's like, "I don't know, just magic." Like it's at least it furthered that that idea that like these guys are are they're magical uh, comedy characters <laughs> who are absolute murderers in the ring. Like, that's why I love this whole dynamic. And I agree with you. If they're still doing Bobby Fish chants uh, Wednesday and then the following Wednesday, like, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm going to allow them this because right. it was one time they reprised it and then they won the championships and then we, we can I all move on. we never see this again. Uh, but you know what? I could rewatch this match a couple of times, though. This was this was a mm-hmm. good and uh, the uh, this was classic undisputed era uh, offense where they cut off guys and quick tags. Kyle O'Reilly mentions being the smoothest, smoothest son of a bitch in the oh. ring. He's so good at what he does. Um, Riddle eventually gets a hot tag with some sentons, exploder suplexes, forearms on both Fish and O'Reilly. And then he gets a fisherman's buster on Bobby Fish. Ha, 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 ha. Then there's a double moonsault to the floor uh, with a floating bro on the inside of the ring. However, Kyle O'Reilly gets his knees up on that. Riddle and Kyle O'Reilly have such a great exchange of strikes and German suplexes. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Kyle O'Reilly, um, was just, he was just fantastic the whole way through. Uh, they did a red dragon, red, red, well, I call them red dragons, but they, they both did, the Undisputed Era did a, uh, did a full Nelson wheelbarrow slam combination, which was really good. Um, they hit the, uh, chasing the dragon, but it, it, it doesn't get the job done. Riddle Spears done accidentally. Uh, but a senton enziguri combination by the baby faces gets the job done, and we have new champions. This 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 was good, and it was the right decision, Alex. Uh, oh, it's totally the right decision. Um, it created so much doubt, and and not even doubt, certainty in our minds. Oh well, if Strong's not the North American champion anymore, and and the and Fish and and O'Reilly aren't the tag champs anymore. Well, that means definitely Adam Cole's going to lose tonight, which was really good for for the for the ending that they gave us. But apart from all that, um, the match friggin' ruled because these guys are amazing, and I love that they figured out a way to get Pete and Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle uh, championships uh, 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 done again. And Riddle, I believe, for the first time, I don't think he ever held the National North American Championship. We read Russell for a few times. But that's awesome that they get a chance to like keep these guys at the top. The UE is always going to be a top act. They don't need belts to be that. So you you can have a chance these guys to be to like give them a, give them a long run. Mm-hmm. Like let let them let them let them have awesome matches with guys like bring over dudes from the UK. Ha, like like all bring bring guys back. Like the last thing that revival should do under contract to WWE is come back to NXT and have a match. Versus Riddle and Dunn for the for the for the uh, for the tag titles, and when they lose, then they can go away. 
Like, I, I think that'd be kind of cool. Like, all these guys who've moved on or whatever could come back and have, like, an invitational. It's the Broserweights Invitational. Like, that'd be a cool way to, like, keep making sure that, that the the tag team wrestling is stays strong in NXT, where its home is in WWE. This was a strong, strong match again. Was some great stuff, and uh, just... Uh, once again, you put and it's crazy how look, I'm trying to say too many things at once. Once again, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, a fantastic tag team. And it's crazy, absolutely bananas how much, uh, how much, uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Matt Riddle have connected in this tag team. They've done stuff tonight that we haven't seen them done yet, and that's that's fantastic. That means they're into it. They're going to take it seriously. Let's give them a nice long run. I concur. Um, someone left us a super chat. I unfortunately do not read Japanese, but left us 200 yen saying Riddle said creative liberty about the cart. Yes, it's true. Okay. I wasn't sure what was being referred here, but thank you for the super chat. And I will brush up on my Japanese next time so I can read your name. Uh, Marcus Ryan list of, left us a super chat as well. Says, "How will um, now? How will the Broser weights get back to full sale? <laughs> now that they're going to have to be creative about that." I, I I tweeted this out on Wednesday. I I want to see them riding the rails hobo style, like in a boxcar. Um, just like just figure hitchhiking any way they can possibly a canoe. Any way they can get there, like do a whole road trip movie. It'd be great. <laughs> Main event time. Adam Cole successfully defended the NXT championship against Tommaso Ciampa. Where, uh, wow. <laughs> I got to tell you, I there was a lot of back and forth at first. Ciampa was early on in control. The story early on in this match was Ciampa being two steps ahead of Cole every at every turn. Cole tried all sorts of stuff, basic stuff, such as having Tommaso Ciampa chase him to the outside and roll back into the ring, then deliver an, a, an elbow drop as the guy is rolling back into the ring. But Tommaso saw it coming, started rolling in, rolled right back out, and Cole hit the mat. I love the first the the first part of this match because because Tommaso Ciampa was a smart baby face. That's what was being. Uh, that's what was being told here. That was the story. Um, I felt that the match took a little time to really get cooking, though. Um, but once it did, whoo, boy, did it start cooking! And uh, it 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 really started getting serious with the uh, with the uh, table spot when uh, the the commentary table spot when uh, Adam Cole did a uh, did a wheelbarrow. A reverse wheelbarrow slam. And the angle, the first angle that the camera caught of it, you swore that it, that Ciampa landed on his neck. And of course, that's all we think about now that when we see Tommaso Ciampa. He's, now, he's in Daniel Bryan territory now. So they're going to troll us with that. But thankfully, it didn't look so bad. It was mostly his upper shoulders who, that ate, the, uh, that ate the, um, the table, which is good. But Cole starts working the neck. Neck breakers, second rope, uh, second rope uh, backstabber as well. Uh, Tommaso Tommaso Ciampa fought back quite a bit. He had a torture rack bomb that couldn't get the job done. 
Uh, he even hits Project Champa, and uh, and that didn't work as well. He even power bombs Cole through commentary. Uh, Cole hits a, it goes for a a suicide dive, which he which commentary underscored that he never does. But he eats a flying knee from Champa, who's still on top of his game here. There's so much stuff going on and so much work on on Champa's neck. I'm going to skim through the details. We're going to get to the end. The Undisputed Era started arrive and interfere in the match. Uh, Cole still can't put Ciampa away. Strong heats the, the Willow's Bell. And the way he sells it, he just stays <laughs> rope up. His feet got caught up in the top rope. he just rope. stays there. He's just there. He's just dangling there, completely yeah, dead. He's just it dead. Was amazing. He's just absolutely dead. Um, Cole delivers three super kicks, a last shot, covers Ciampa, but Ciampa kicks out of two. Undisputed Era interferes again. There's a ref bump, a low blow. Tommaso Ciampa finally hits the fairy tale ending, but the ref is dead. Johnny Johnny Gargano, though, appears at ringside, apparently to cheer on Tommaso Ciampa, apparently trying to push the title, the NXT title, towards Ciampa, but instead takes it away and clocks Ciampa across the head with it. Ciampa loses. Because of Johnny Gargano, Alex. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go again. Um, I loved their matches. Mm-hmm. I was such a huge fan of that slow burn heel turn that lasted years before it actually finally happened. Um, I thought all their matches were great. Takeover New Orleans was amazing. I'm not super excited that these guys are feuding again. Um, it's a mixed bag. I, I just feel like it, it, it is like, I feel like there's more stories for them to tell outside of this pairing. Um, am I excited that they might finally get to do the, the Ciampa versus Gargano versus another guy match that they were planning to do with Aleister Black with Adam Cole in Black's place? Yes. Because I always wanted to know what that was going to mm-hmm. be because we'd never seen that dynamic in the ring before. Um, if that's what they're doing, great. I'm 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 here. I'm on board with it. We can do this. Um, the, I thought the the finish was bec- because I was so certain that Champa was winning. I thought the the finish was so overbooked. Like, man, you're just throwing everything at Champa. Like, all the UE comes out. That he gets he hits finishers. He gets hit with those. There's a ref bump to the outside on a low blow. Then it, then a, an eye for an eye low blow. Like all this stuff, like it was all this. There was so much that the belt gets put in the ring. All this stuff, and then oh, Johnny's there. Johnny's gonna help Tommaso Ciampa win. Man, this is just so much. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, no, it's just the right amount because all of that was leading us to believe there's no way Ciampa can lose. So when Gargano turned on him, we shouldn't have been surprised by that, considering their history. But when he did, I was like. Oh no, we we're doing that now because I I was certain that Ciampa was winning the, the match. They did a good job to to make us believe for sure. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion at this point because I I think it was a good match. I don't think it's as great as everyone as a lot of people are are raving about because of the ending. I thought I thought it was too mm-hmm. much. I felt it was overbooked. Oh sure, and it distracted quite a bit. I mean, and I'm okay. It, I'm okay with Undisputed Era coming in to do their thing because 
That's part of the gimmick. And that's part of Adam Cole's persona. I'm okay with it. It's like when people in New Japan get angry when the Bullet Club do Bullet Club things. No, that's part of the, that's part of the package deal here. I, I, I I agree with you. And uh, I think I'm, I'm willing to let it slide because it's, it's the, it's a perfect example of WWE overbooking done Mm. well. Like, like it's, it's, it's there. Like you have to get the baby face has to, has to overcome everything in order to win. So it, it was them that here we're gonna we're gonna do that crap we always do, but at least this time it's gonna be effective. It, I, I thought was the way I looked at it. I don't think it makes Tommaso Ciampa look better in comparison because throughout the entire match he was booked as a super smart babyface, and that because mm-hmm. he was a couple of steps ahead of Adam Cole. I really do think that the final the final moments. Uh, were a detriment to the enjoyment of the match, the first set of interference, and the ref bump, and then it's Gargano who who costs it, you know, ultimately. It could have been wrapped up a lot more, in a much more succinct little package than drawing it out like they did, especially since we had a huge series of near falls before that. I, I mentioned it. Tommaso Ciampa kicked out of Three super kicks and the last shot. Mm, yeah. So, yes, at some point, what will it take to put him away? But there's only so many near falls and finisher kickouts I can take before my typical suspension of disbelief in wrestling yeah. is can you, no longer be suspended and... because the elastic has been is completely yeah. tense. No, I I totally agree with you. Objectively, it makes no sense for all this to happen. If you go back and watch most uh, NXT title matches over the past uh, few years, couple years, especially those involving Johnny Gargano, this is par for the course. Uh, everybody kicks out of everything. It la- the, the championship matches last 35 minutes. It's just the way it works. Um, I- I've accepted it, even though it isn't necessarily my perfect cup of mm-hmm. tea. Um uh, I, I will say I, I I I do like the implication of of Johnny Gargano losing to Finn Balor and saying I'm not as good as I thought I was, and, and now this guy who I used to hate but I'm friends with now I'm not really sure why is going to become champion and I can't take that I have to I have to stop that from happening Be, like he's 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 at his breaking point and that's why he does it but I also love there's an implication further that um, that the fiend turned Finn Balor evil and Finn Balor turned Johnny Gargano evil that like it's, it's contagious. And I think that's a cool way of like looking at the whole thing. Cause what they're saying is like the fiend changes you when you come up against the fiend and he beats you, he changes you. I love the idea that Finn Balor then changed Johnny, Gar- Johnny Gargano. There, again, all of this is just is leading toward some massive, giant, probably triple threat match between uh, maybe the triple threat Iron Man match. They'll do some crazy thing. It's in a cage. It's in it's in hell in a cell. It's some crazy thing they're gonna do between uh, Cole and and Gargano and Champa. Will it be crazy, huge, and overblown? Probably. Will I like it? Probably. I have no issues. Uh, I like the idea of you know the, the 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 fiend the fiend's evil being like the wrestling equivalent of the coronavirus. I think I, I can dig it. The yeah. uh, but 
look, I've seen, I've watched NXT main events before. I know people kick out of their 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 finishers. That's mm-hmm. fine, and I'm okay with it. It's the the way the ending was booked past the kicking out of finishers, which I think was too much on top of it. But we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with a with a uh, final super chat. From Throwback, once more, thank you again. Very generous of you, Throwback, this evening. Could you make a fair comparison of Bianca being the Alexa Bliss of NXT? Where Alexa never won a title, a title in NXT, Bianca could only win on the main roster like Alexa did. Uh, if we're just talking like on on that level, yes. Yes, to a certain extent. I mean, Alexa never had a title match in NXT. No. So, so I mean, like it's it's it. Bianca losing over and over again, not over and over again, but losing in her in her big matches. It it it, it feels more along the lines of Braun to me. Like like she, again, she's a huge powerhouse, and then she gets these title shots, and those were the ones that she doesn't quite come sure. through on. So we'll see if ever she gets her, you know, intercontinental title win several years <laughs> that's from now. What I, but that's what I was going to but, say. But you know, who knows? Yeah, it yeah. feels it feels more like a Braun Strowman thing because because otherwise, if we compare Bianca to to Alexa Bliss, it's apples and oranges. They are not the same type of wrestler at all. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. We are going to we're officially going to wrap this one up for for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much for. Joining us this evening, Alex. Uh, what you got? What you got cooking for us over the next couple of days, friend? Uh, well, I'll be uh, reviewing whatever's going on on Raw, and then uh, then we'll then we'll talk about uh, uh, NXT, which is like the Takeover sequel because it's got Dream versus Roddy, uh, the Fallout after everything that happened tonight, plus uh, probably going to be an awesome cruiserweight match between Devil and Leo Rush, and then you know AEW's got Jeff Cobb. Probably beating the crap out of John Moxley, that. so that'll be fun. Oh, and isn't there going to be a, a a cage match between Cody Rhodes and a giant man in and, a suit? That's and there's be fun. going to be a, a, a Omega and Pac in a thirty man, yeah. uh, thirty minute Iron Man match. Yeah. So Ooh. so if you like Wednesday, if you like wrestling, watch both shows Wednesday simultaneously, and then listen to us talk about them. Plus, then on Friday, I'm going to shit all over SmackDown, no matter what they do. Wednesdays are so, so good. We are spoiled, folks. We really, really are spoiled. And come come back and see Alex and Sean and I on Wednesday. It's a good time. We always have a good time talking about AEW and and NXT. It's always fun because the wrestling is fun. Because Wednesday nights are special. So thank you all for, for joining me. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes or at my own YouTube channel at uh, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Follow us on Twitter. F- subscribe to us here on YouTube if you're not already. Thank you everyone for joining us. We'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.